Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, I have eaten like a king the past few days. You have had a lot of bread. I have had so... I didn't realise that's all really it takes to make you happy is a, is a French dick, and that's that. Honestly, I, I've said it before, I've said it again. I like what I know and I know what I like. And the food here, all those little crappy portions that they're giving us, just fill up on bread. I've taken you all this way, and you've just, just eaten bread? I've just eaten bread, I feel so fat. Well, you look it. <laughs> Welcome along to Help I Sexted My Boss. Helpful advice for the daily struggles of modern life. Well, that was the plan. Until Jordan turned up. Much to William's displeasure, Jordan has no filter, and some of you may find what follows a tad offensive. If you think you can't handle it, press your pause button now. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss for another episode from Monaco. This is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, what should you do when it's absolutely persisting it down when you're abroad? What should you do? Well, record an episode of your podcast. Mm, that's what we're doing at the moment. Do you like how I said persisting it down? Mm, was not, that a deliberate mispronunciation? No, I just didn't want to say... One of your special moments. just didn't want to say pissing it down. And how many anemotes can I get away with nicking from Sorry, the hotel stop, room? Sorry, stop, stop. How many what? Anemotes. Say it again. I wrote the script today. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot. Anemotes. That's like the little... Basically, like I said yesterday, what is not nailed down in this hotel room is going back to Burnley. Oh, that explains last night. Anemotes. Anemotes. Ane- I can't say it. Amenities. Oh, what? Amenities. Amenities. Yeah. Yeah, you did this. I said emmenetal before and you corrected. At breakfast. Yeah. And you wanted your eggs with emmental and you said emmenetal. It's the same thing, emmenetal cheese. <laughs> in it. No. Oh, for God's sake. The waitress did look at you as if you were, well, you are special. She was, she was a, she looked at me a bit arsy, especially when I ordered my breakfast. She went, hmm, okay, good choice. Hmm, okay, good well, choice. Well, you ordered poached eggs. With sausage, ham, so that's two types of pork, and emmenetal cheese. Yeah. That's a weird combo. Yeah, because I didn't fancy old L's. And then it came, and it were like pizza toppings. It was just little mouse food in a dish. Uh, anyway, back to the script. How many anemones can I get away with? Still me- can't say it. Well, what is it? Amenities. How many anemones? And how many anemones? Oh, for fuck. 
And how many things can you get away with nicking from the hotel room? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not your usual agony ants? Are we William Hansen in Monaco? No, we're not, Jordan North in Monaco. I'm more Princess Grace, whereas you're just a disgrace. <laughs> Who's Princess Grace? Who's Princess Grace? Yeah. Well, she was before she became Princess Grace. She was Grace Kelly. I like to be Grace Kelly. Ooh. She is the mother of the current king. I mean, she's just... Get what you want. Ooh. What I like to sing like Grace Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Mika. Mika, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that, that... I mean, she was pretty famous before Mika um, immortalised her in song. But uh, she was a princess. She died in a car accident. Uh, and, yeah. Anyway, why are we here? Why are we in Monaco? William... Uh, no, no. Really, why are we here in Monaco? <laughs> That's what well, I've been thinking. You're probably listening, thinking, why are we here in Monaco? Well, um, William uh, has brought us here on holiday. He, he's got uh, some business here for a couple of days. He's in a very nice, fancy hotel. And he said, Jordan, why don't you come along? Producer Ben's here. Who's yeah, who is staying in, a, in an Airbnb bedsit. And he's had a five-star... We're going to tell you all about this. And he's had a five-star dinner. I can't say five-star tea. He's had a five-star breakfast. He's, he's, he's had a five-star shower, because I've never had a shower. That's the best shower I've ever it's had. It's a very nice shower. Oh, my God. There's so many things to talk about. So last episode, I was saying how I felt like, well, basically, I'm a fish out of water here. This is how the other half live. But I used something yesterday for the first time, didn't I? You did? Yeah. Shall we um, just revisit the audio? Because th- you were making some very strange noises from that locked room. Yes, um, I used a bum washer for the first time yesterday. No, we should... OK, so you're, you're, in previous episodes you have talked about B-days. Yeah. OK, B-days are no more. The current thing, and it's particularly prevalent in Asian hotels, but they're coming over to Europe now, is lavatories that at the touch of a button a little nozzle shoots out from underneath and performs a similar function that a bidet would it washes your arsehole and it is absolutely i have it's it's a weird sensation it is a very weird sensation i tried it for the first time a few years ago when i was in shanghai i i i never and you can't imagine life without really (laughs) have a listen to this this is me using a bum washer for the first time Bless you. So, would you, when you, if you next need to avail yourself of the, the lavatory, will you press that little button? Yeah, I'm going to use it, but do you wipe and then wash, or do you wash and then wipe? I think whatever works for you. Do you not know? I don't really know what I do. I think you should wipe and then wash. Right. And then wipe again. Well, you, it, Honestly, it's got a little hairdryer in it as well. I know, I didn't like that. felt like... <laughs> it felt... Have you ever sat on the loose where a little man's hand comes out with a towel and dries no, you off? It felt, the air dry a bit, mm. felt like a little man was sat below me and just kept blowing hot breath on my bum. That wasn't the loo. <laughs> it was later it's, on in the evening. It just felt like he's going, hey, I don't know why you're Irish, but I'm just going to dry your bum hole for you there. 
it was um, yeah. I have I have had such a uh, a lovely few days here. It's mm. um, it's well, been. I'm so glad I brought you. It's been. Should we talk about dinner last night? First of all, how do you think? Because we are in a creme de la creme. Probably, I think it's fair to say one of the best hotels in the world. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. It's probably one of the most expensive hotels in the world as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, be up there on the list. And how do you think I've been? Hang on. Before we go any, well, if we're going to talk about your behaviour in a in a five star hotel, mm-hmm. we need something first. Let's have some. We gin. need the D. Okay. Why don't we toast our American friends? Mike and Julie. Yes, we met yesterday. We met some uh, American guys from Miami. From where? Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were they were fun. Yeah, they were they were a good laugh with Mike and Julie. Mike and Julie. To Mike and Julie. We didn't explain to Bonnie to them. Very American. You've got a podcast? Gee, man, I need to listen to that. They were, they were, I'm they so were, sorry if they have now started listening to they this. They said they were going to listen. They were, they were a hoot. They were a hoot. Um, so much so they invited me and William to Miami. I think Ben, Ben, Tense Ben, as he was called, uh, oh, by yeah, Mike, the, got he, invited as well. Uh, Mike slapped Ben on the back and went, Gee, man, why are you so tense? You're so uptight. I was like, he's always like that. And he said to me, Gee, Jordan. Have you ever been to Miami? I was like, no, but I've seen every episode at Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so <laughs> might as well have been there. Bel-Air's in Miami, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Bel-Air is, sorry, it's not. Bel-Air is in um, Beverly Hills. I wonder why you looked at me like a dick. Well, no wonder. Anyway. You should really not open your mouth if you don't know what you're speaking about. Right, so come on. The G&D one want to know, I think, hopefully, how I've been behaving in a luxury five-star hotel and... In Monte Carlo, Monaco, one of the most expensive places in the world. How do you think I've been? I'll be honest, I thought you were going to be worse. Did you? I mean, I stand by the fact that we haven't left yet, mm-hmm. so there still could be a, a big disgrace that happens. Yeah. But you've been okay. No. I've... I mean, obviously we had the, the bag incident that we said last episode when yeah. we arrived, and you thought the bags were being stolen. I thought the guy, the, uh, if you didn't hear last week's episode, the bags came. And we got out of the car and he drove off and I started screaming, the bags, the bags. I thought he were robbing us, but no. You did drop a knife at breakfast oh, on the floor. Yeah. Uh, dinner last night, which was very nice. Oh. You, well, you, you were a bit disappointed because you thought you wanted a picky tea. Well. And it wasn't a picky tea. No, I thought it'd be like, no, I wanted a picky breakfast tea, like a buffet breakfast. Right. Rich people, uh, wealthy people, they, they we, eat. We say rich. They eat. Very small portions, don't they? Well, yeah, because they're, they're fairly slim. That dinner last night, right, what was that starter in the dish, that thing to get you... We had an amuse-bouche. And that's for And it was palate. some sort of, yeah, to just amuse the mouth. It's to amuse your mouth, right. I, I promise you, G and Divas, and Ben, producer Ben, it was a bit of mushy peas in a tiny Well, it dish. wasn't, because they were more pureed than mushy peas. It was just like mushy peas, weren't it, though? And it had a bit of radish on top. It was similar to mushy peas, weren't it? Was it was delicious. It was like a little bit of mushy peas in a dish. Then for starter, we had... Uh, well, you two had a ceviche of bream. Oh, it was fish, weren't it? Yeah. Um... It were a bit, like, just, it was just, like, smoked salmon on a plate. Tiny well, bit. Well, it wasn't smoked. It was a completely different fish, and it was uncooked. Oh, was that uncooked? Well, it's, well you know, so it's a ceviche. So a ceviche is where you have raw fish. Yeah. And it works with most fishes, but not all fishes. Oh, and then they would have poured something like lemon juice or something acidic It was on it, lemonade. And the acid cooks the fish, basically. Right. So it's not cooked in a conventional way. No But wonder. that's a ceviche. 
and I uh, fish is the devil's food as far as I'm concerned. So I had uh, I had pate. So I've had raw fish. Yeah. You've had pate. No wonder I'm shitting through Ivan Eidel. <sighs> that explains it. What did we have after that? Uh, then we had some gnocchi with with <laughs> the last of the truffles. Yeah, we had gnocchi, which was. It was very nice. It's a bit like ravioli, but we had the bit. Well, it's not like ravioli. Yeah. Do you um, know what gnocchi's like? It's like those tin potatoes you used to get at uni that, you know, potatoes in a tin. Have you had potatoes? I've never had anything from a tin. Of course. With the exception of baked beans. Oh, God. Or chopped tomatoes. Right. And then we had uh, chicken. It was sort of grilled roasted chicken. What was that all about? He brought it over. And by the way, they're speaking to us in... Four or five different languages. I didn't have a bloody clue what was going on. And once you're missing, I mean, you're shaking, I mean, you've a duchy. Yeah, yeah, lovely that, pal, thank you. He brought the chicken over mm. on a big stick, all three of them. It was, it was sort of, it had been rotisserie. A what? It, don't make me say it. A rotisserie? What do you Please mean? don't make me say what a rotisserie basically oh is. Oh my God, what is it? It had been spit roasted. <laughs> Uh, don't no no mm-hmm. wasn't the only person at that table that got spit roasted last night well no don't say that <laughs> is spit roasted where have you ever had spit roasted cock <laughs> spit roasted how what is spit roasted it's, it's on a it's on a rotisserie yeah it's rotated isn't it Yes. Yeah. It was with, with it, lovely vegetables served silver mm, service. I, it, there weren't enough for it for me, so I just kept filling up on bread. You, you. I mean, Ben and I, Ben and my bread plate had been cleared, and you were still having bread. They had to put more in the bread maker. Yeah, I asked for more bread because it was just it's little tiny portions. I think you it. might now have a yeast infection. You've had so much bread, and then we had then we had soufflés, oh. <laughs> which, to be honest, could have fed a village. Bearing in mind it was a very expensive meal, so tiny little portions. Bit of spit roasted chicken and producer, and <laughs> and we had this souffle that came, and it was mahoosive. It was massive. Well, you had a chocolate souffle. Ben had ordered a lemon souffle, and I ordered a Grand Marnier souffle, which is well, Grand Marnier is a, like a liqueur. Yeah, yours was really boozy. Very, very, I was a little bit tiddly. Yours was, but my souffle. I've never had souffle before. It was the first time I've had souffle in my in my life. It's, you enjoyed uh, it. I loved it. It was just a big chocolate mousse, wasn't it? A fluffy chocolate mousse. It was. Well, the, I'm not dissing it. It was a lovely meal. And the ambiance. Ambiance. Oh, f- f- is it ambiance? Ambiance. Spelt ambiance, oh, isn't it? Well, yeah, just because it's spelt that way doesn't mean to say it. The ambiance was amazing. And they had this ceiling that opened up. Yes. And then we went to bed. Uh, producer Ben went back to his Airbnb. And William and I got in bed. You might have seen the video. Mm. William had full-on granddad pyjamas. They are my sea blue pyjamas with a light blue piped cotton edging. They are um, granddad pyjamas. <laughs> he had granddad pyjamas, like proper granddad pyjamas. I would rather granddad pyjamas any day than what you had on, well, I just which was in, nothing. And, no, I slept in my boxers. That's disgusting. Oh, that's reminded me, mm. talking to like the kinky box oh. we found last night. In the cupboard, either. it was just, it was it was pretty. I mean, I did think the evening might take a turn, and not for the better. I, I was rooting through old wardrobes, having a prop look round, and there's like a little kinky box you can get. You get a silk. Let's just say you get in a range of things, including a feather and a mask. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. You get a feather tickler, a silk handcuffs, silk blindfold, lube, condoms, 
a cock ring, and what, what other thing on there? A vibrating bullet. And then me and William, like, it was kind of like having a little cute sleepover. It was quite it? fun, actually. I did, in, I, did, I did enjoy it. We talked about a range of issues. We put the world to rights last night. We talked. Sorry, Ben wasn't with us. He, he was back in his bedsit. Oh, shut up. We talked politics. Hmm? Um, what else did we talk about? I don't know, but there were so many points where you went, right, we need to go to bed now. Night. And then just carried on chatting. Yeah, I'm bad for that. We talked about your grandparents quite a lot. Yeah, we did talk about my grandma and granddad, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about sitcoms as well. Yeah. And I remember my grandma watching Last at Summer Wine and her teeth falling out. She laughed so much we had to go and find them. And then um, sometimes when I used to stay at my grandma's, I mean, don't ring social services because it was the 90s, you could do it then. Me and my brother were in the back room and we, we, we couldn't sleep. She used to get in bed wheels in the middle of bed. Turn light off, spark a fag up <laughs> in the middle of us, and be like, "Right, you've got till the end of this fag to fall asleep." <laughs> me and my brother. Well, you said it worked as well. Me and my brother used to be we were right hypnotic. Well, I just in to- you've basically intoxicated. Yeah, and me and my brother would just like drift off asleep with all this smoke around us. Yeah. God well, bless her. God bless her. They were good. They were good folk. My grandma and granddad. Grandma Vera. Uh, she's not with us anymore. Anyway, My grandmother gave me a book of etiquette. And now look at us. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've got really our grandmother's shaped our future lives. I know, yeah. You're raking it in and I've got a nicotine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. We had a, a good night's sleep. We finally nodded off. And then yeah, uh, the American couple that we met yesterday, we went uh, to a cafe that's just below us here at the hotel. And it was a lovely cafe. Cafe de Paris. Cafe de Paris. It's uh ten euro for one bottle of beer. I can't get over that. Ten euro for a bottle of pissing beer. You just need to get over the money thing. What? To have some pigeon shitting on us. A pigeon, a bird, shat right next to producer Ben. On, went, on the menu that was on the went spare on the, chair. It went on the menu, didn't it? Well, thank God it went on the menu. So, yeah, the American couple, we seen them yesterday. So we, we were sat in this bar, like we were saying, ten, ten, pound a, ten, ten euro a drink. Sitting. Uh, we, <clears throat> we were sitting in this cafe yesterday next to an American couple and uh, yeah, they've invited us. I felt us. terrible because the, our first contact with Mike and Julie was Julie sort of tapped me on the shoulder, and th- there was a sort of little flower trough in between our tables. And she said, "Would you like us to take a picture of the th- three of you? Because that's a that's a lovely shot." At which point, Ben then went and made a phone call. So I was like, um, "Oh yeah, um, when he's back." And I felt initially, looking back at it, it almost was a little bit awkward then. Anyway, and Ben Ben was a good couple of minutes on the phone call, and I kept turning around going, I'm really sorry, if you need to go, it's not a problem, he's he's coming back. And then he came back, and then they did the photo. And I said, oh, thanks, that's, yeah, it's quite a nice photo. And then a good five, probably ten minutes passed, and then suddenly I had the dawning realisation that they didn't really want to take a photo of us, what they were really asking. And, and actually, for, an, for Americans, in, in a very indirect, polite way, was... Can you take a photo of us? Right. And as I turned round, I opened my mouth and he looked at me and went, can you take a photo of us as well? I said, I'm so sorry, I was going to ask. I felt so terrible. Do you think that was... Do you think it's not just polite to say, excuse me, can you take a photo? Is it okay to ask people to take photos of you in cafes and stuff? It's fine, but in a, in a luxury environment, we would say, you know, that if you start taking too many photos, it can show you up as sort of not really belonging in that environment, which is what I said to you yesterday yeah. with, with the lobby. Now, okay, we it was quite a picturesque view, um, so I kind of get it. But whole photo shoots and stuff for Instagram, no, 
We'll put some pictures up on our Instagram of our American friends, Julie and Mike. I know I've just said don't take photographs, really, and try and sort of act as cool, but we have taken a few photographs. A Ma- few. Mainly it's you two, because, you know, like fish is f- out of water. A few. Like and we'll about. put them on our Instagram. Some of them are already gone. So if you want to see them, at Sex is My Boss, a couple will go on Twitter as well. Same handle there. Okay, lovely. Okay, let's have a slight comfort stop. I need to go and uh, use the loo, and you probably want to sit on it, so uh, we'll go and do that. I'm going to go and wash my bum. Before we do that, it's time for another abroad version of Jordan's Joke of the Week. Joke of the Week. Okay, a bloke goes into a pharmacy and says, have you got any lube, pal? And the pharmacist says, you will find out after the break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So a fellow walks into a pharmacist. He says, uh, have you got any lube, pal? And the pharmacist says, no, we've run out. Have you tried boots? He says, I want to slide in, not marching. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very funny joke. You like that one, don't I do you? like that joke. I feel like this episode's just all been about us, like, me, 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 we're in Monaco. Well, I know, and it really, it's, it's, as we know, it's all about the G and Divas. That is very true. Without the G and Divas, we are nothing. Well, no, without the G and Divas, you are nothing. No, I agree with that. Remember, Gene Davis, if you ever want our help, you've got a question, a burning question, any advice you need, uh, there's loads of different ways to get in touch with us. Just go to the website, sextedmyboss.com. Sextedmyboss.com. We do know through our socials and people that email in, a lot of people all over the world do struggle sometimes to find the D, the Bonnet. The Bonnet. It is slightly hard to get, even within the UK. Uh, They sell it in Asda's. In certain Asda's. Um, so we've anyway we've come, we've come up with a competition so that our Gene Divas can get their hands finally on some D. Wow! And okay, okay. Not only is this a luxury competition, but it was suggested to me by producer Ben. He managed to find the energy to suggest to me that we have a theme song. Right. Where's so this going? I have come up with a theme song. Oh, for- and we are calling this competition "Give Me the D." You can't call it that. We can't ask people on socials to right. ask for I'm going D. to sing. I'm going to sing the theme song. Okay. And then I'm going to, you've got to listen, because you're then going to, we're going to sing it together. Because for future episodes, we're singing it together. Really? Yep. Okay. I want the D. I need it now. <laughs> Please tell me when. Please tell me how. I'm thirsty and hungry and willing, you see. So come on, boys. Give me the D. <laughs> Very, very, very good. Mr. As we Hansen. established two weeks ago, I've got a beautiful voice. What is it? I want the D. 
I need it now. I need it now. Please tell me when. Please tell me when. Please tell me how. Please tell me how. I'm thirsty and willing and eager, you see. I'm thirsty and willing and eager, you see. So come on, boys. So come on, the boys. No, so come on, boys. So come on, boys. Give me the D. Give me the D. I think in the original thing I said hungry, but it's thirsty and willing and eager, you see. That'll get better each week. I really like that. I think that's going to be our new theme tune. Um, and if, if you're listening, Gene Divas, why not film yourself and send it in to us? Oh, or well. tag us on your socials. Anyway, so if you want the D, what do you have to do to enter the competition? Well, this week we are giving you the D on the at Sex of My Boss Twitter account. Uh, so that bottle of De Bonnet will be yours if you enter and you uh, win. Producer Ben is going to post a picture on the Twitter at 6pm UK time on Tuesday, the the day that this podcast is released. All you have to do to enter is quote, retweet that post, tag in a friend who you think would love the D, and then you've entered the competition. Make sure you followed us too, wherever you are in the world, as long as you're of drinking age, you can enter. And the competition will run for 24 hours. So at 6pm in the UK on Wednesday, one winner will be randomly selected out of all the people who have tagged a friend in response to that tweet, and followed the social media account. It really is a bit like Jordan, that simple. Right, so basically, if you want to win a bottle of De Bonnet, just make sure you go on our Twitter account at 6pm today. That's Tuesday the 16th of April. Let's get to the questions! Okay, well, we've, we've can you remember in our episode before we came to Monaco? Um, right, hang on, hang on. Was this the... Oh, uh, this was the Spit or Swallow episode, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've got, a, we've got an email in from Adam. Okay. Dear William and Jordan, as with all your listeners, I thoroughly enjoy the podcast, and given you spend so many minutes accompanying me on my daily commute, I feel I spend more time with you than my actual friends. In episode 5, you referred to Al's twit twooing. However, a few weeks ago on BBC Radio 5 Live, an expert informed listeners that the twit twoo, which is from the tawny owl, is actually made by two different owls of separate genders, rather than one owl. I found the below on the Guardian website. For William's sake, this is an alternative news publisher. Cheeky bitch. Tawny owls are extremely vocal. Uh, their characteristic twit-true sound is actually a duet. The twit, the contact call of both sexes, presumably that's Jordan, and the twoo, which is the territorial call of the male. Hello. Uh, and then he's, he's linked us to this alternative news uh, publisher. Um, keep up the good work. Please, can you also ask Lauren to stop sexting her boss? Lauren, stop sexting your boss. Kind regards, Adam. Well, I've learnt something there. I've learnt. I've, now we are. I think we just this probably counts as, as proper ornithologists now. Thanks for getting in touch with that, Adam. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, thanks. Right. Here's our first question, really, from Ethan. The other day I went over to my neighbour's house to collect a parcel that I missed and had been dropped there. As I arrived, I noticed a car was in the driveway, signalling that they were in the house. I rang the doorbell and waited for about a minute for them not to answer the door. I then knocked, but they still didn't answer. Should I have kept on knocking until they answered the door? What is the etiquette for door knocking and ringing doorbells? And when is it time to give up and go home? Uh, I think... I think you give it two knocks, a couple of rings, and then, yeah, Ethan, they might have been... Um, Busy. ...making tea in the kitchen. Eating cottage pie, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, two two or three knocks, and 
I wouldn't leave the parcel on the step, especially if it's raining. Yeah. If it's this country, because you don't want a soggy parcel, do you? No, yeah. Give it two or three knocks. Don't carry on knocking. I agree. I agree with you there. Just be careful, Ethan, because I remember once I was knocking on my front door when I came home early from school. I got sent home because I was ill. Well, we'll call it ill for the purposes of this story. You got got sent home, didn't you? I got sent home from, no, for being ill. And no one was answering. And I knew mum and dad were in because my dad were off work. And I went in the back door and... I don't want to talk about what I see, but I remember I was about 15 and um, it was it was horrific. So just be careful. Yeah, maybe one or two knocks. Don't do any more. I'm a few years older now and I've still got that image in my... Get me another G and um, get me some more D. We've got a question from Anonymous now. I'm still depressed from that image. It's brought up bad memories. Go on. Every Thursday- Anonymous, is he from Ireland? <laughs> Every Thursday evening after work, I go to a gym class, which involves a lot of jumping around. Everything jiggling up and down, up and down. This week I was in a hurry and I had to get in a lift because my car was having its MOT and my mother was shouting at me to get in the car as I was getting dressed. I put on my sports bra, which is a zip at the front and has a few clips on the inside as well. But because my mother was rushing me... So it's a girl? I would imagine so. Or a fat man? But because my mum was rushing me, I skipped the clips thinking it would be fine. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. So midway through my class, I felt a ping, and my bloomin' sports bra has just burst open. Tiddies waving around for all to see. Her words. Now, my boobs aren't small. We're talking double D. I was mortified. Ran to the toilet, she means lavatory, to do my bra back up. Can't imagine going back to that class now. So when the tin of beans spills open, what's the best way to react and fill the tins up again? We've all been there. Wow. Anonymous. We've all well, we haven't all been there. Richard and Judy. Judy Finnegan did it. Do you remember her tip fell out at yeah. the National Television Awards? Made Bless a tit her. of herself. Yeah. Um, um, what, what's she asking? What's the well, actual... it all went a bit carry-on camping, didn't it? What should you do when your boobs come out? Uh, I think... I don't know. We need to... Well... It's embarrassing, and hopefully, really, my advice would be to everyone else in that room is look away, yeah. pretend it didn't happen, minimise the embarrassment. Uh, you would probably leave the room, deal with it, and then come yeah. back in and if, carry on as if nothing if, happened. If you're in a social situation and, and your boob does fall out, should you leave immediately and sort yourself out? Yeah. Anonymous is saying, excuse me, Anonymous is saying, though, that should she go back to the gym class? Uh, probably not. People are going to know you as the girl whose boobs fell out. Well, you could always change the timing of your gym Double class. Ds. Them jiggling up and down. I, bet I thought had... they were batteries. <sighs> bet she had black eyes after them jiggling up and down. Boing, boing, boing. Wouldn't she? I think, really, the blame lies with her mother. Why? Well, because she rushed her, and that's why the clips weren't on. I going to say, it's not a mum's fault she's got big boobs. Well, it could be. Uh, fell, fell. <laughs> Next question, this is from Scott in London. Dear... Oh, my God. Not only does it mention producer Ben, but now he gets top billing. Pathetic. Why do I? Why am I never on it? Let's have a look. No, well, you, actually, you're second billing and I'm third, so clearly Scott is asking for a, a clip round the ear. Dear producer Ben, Jordan and William. Very soon I'll be running the London Marathon. Yeah, good luck with that. Don't ask us for sponsorship. Go to Ben. The training has been going well and super confident. The one thing I'm not confident about is the toilet, he means lavatory, situation. In my hour of need, I have no qualms about taking a slash en route. However, when it comes to dropping the kids off in the pool, I'm not sure how I will cope. (laughs) 
<laughs> what should I do when I need a number two? Do I venture into the Portaloos or just invest in the Imodium? Thanks, Scott in London. Right, uh, Scott in London, first of all, if it's all right for Paula Radcliffe, it's all right for you. Do you remember when she just pulled the knickers to one side? Had a well, pissing I drink. I've, I've heard about it. Dirty bitch. <laughs> Um, no, if I mean, now look, I've, I've, this will come as a great shock. I've never run a marathon. Right. Or indeed a half marathon. Have you ever weed outside? No. You are, n- shut up. Even when you was a kid? No. You never weed on your dad's wheel? I'm sorry? When, when, when you were younger and you were in the car, your dad would pull over and you used to wash his wheel. Did you used to do that, producer Ben? No. no. Used to, all four of my brothers, my dad no, used to pull no, over no, and he'd go, no. go on, go and wash me wheels. And we used to, I used to think I was doing him a favour and all four of us oh. would we on his wheels. Is that, shut up, is that just my family? No, we What to- you need to remember, Jordan, and I think what this podcast is doing anything, is that you, just because you did it growing up does not mean to say it is normal. You've never weed on a wheel. No. You've never weed outside. No. I've never, I've never pooed outside uh, I don't think it's alright to poo outside that's something else yeah. if if it is make sure you take if, if you are planning on doing that take like a dog walker take some bags with you and pick it up yeah well, no no, no. Sorry, why did I say yes then sorry, sorry, that's, that that's my head if he's going to poo outside pick up after yourself you would with your dog don't, don't poo outside and don't hang it on a bench or I think a, you try and or a fence. I hate it when dog walkers do that. If you're going to pick up your dog's shit, take it home or put it in a bin. No, I can get on a fence Shh. or a tree. There's a tree where I take my dog for a walk. It, it's, I call it the shit tree. It's got shit for leaves. Right. I would say, I mean, well, the trouble is you don't want to eat too... I mean, you do want to eat a lot, because I believe that's what marathons have to do. You have to eat a lot of carbs. But the trouble with that is certain things are going to happen. So you're a bit damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm sure... Look, neither of us have run marathons. I'm sure on marathon forums, Scott, there is a discussion about this. And I, my actual official advice would be go and talk to other professional marathon runners... And ask them what they do. We outside, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a poo scarf, my advice, take some of them little nappy doggy bags with you. Yeah. This question, which is our last question, is entitled Eating Out. Ah. Hi. <laughs> is it wrong to ask for salt or pepper when at a dinner party or restaurant? Thanks in advance. Paul. This is a I've I this is a great question because you, I don't think you like this. My mum doesn't like it as well. She says it's rude. Even before, no matter where I am, if a friend's cooked for me, I always put salt on my on my food before I've even tried it. Is well, that... that's ridiculous, because what happens if it's over-seasoned? Mm. You don't know. You yep. need to taste the food first. The etiquette here is that if you can't see it, don't ask for it. And that goes with anything. Tomato sauce, mayonnaise, um, hollandaise... Hollandaise, anything like that, salt or pepper, mustard. Even at a restaurant? I mean, it's slightly different at a restaurant because if you are the bill pair, a restaurant is a commercial operation and so they are there to cater to your whims. Some Parisian restaurants get terribly cross. I've heard stories of chefs coming out and getting cross with the diners and throwing them out because Parisian chefs, some, can be very um, precious over their uh, cooking and they Mm -hmm. think they've seasoned it perfectly. Now, I know that your palate, my palate, Ben's palate, our listeners' palates are all different. So what I think is under-seasoned, you might think is perfect. In a social situation, I would say if, if you ask for it, or you're even, if, even if it's on the table and you are putting the salt on, some people can consider that a little rude. So you want to try the food first, at least, 
And to be honest, one bland meal is not going to kill you. So if you're being, if you're at your friend's house, if you're at your prospective in-laws' uh, house having a meal, just eat it as is. Don't add salt or pepper. But in a social private house, if you can't see it, you don't ask for it. Right. I was. I was. I don't know if you noticed at breakfast today. There was no brown sauce or ketchup or mustard. Well, that's because we're in France, not the northwest of England. Yeah, but I mean, a bit of a bit of brown sauce on your sausage isn't going to do you any harm, is it? But they, they don't really have that in, down here. Have you ever had brown sauce on your sausage? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why's producer Ben laughing at that? Will he? No. Oh. What have you What have you learnt uh, today? Not just today, but from our Monaco experience in general. I have, and this is just, this is, I'm just going to sum it up in one sentence. I have learnt how the other half live. And let me Well, you tell keep you. saying this, but it's not really half. It's not like it's 50 50. No. It's more like the top nine, 90 10. Yeah. Even I have that's learnt probably a bit generous. How the top 1% live. There is people here who just literally wipe their ass with money. Yeah. Well, they don't wipe their ass, they have a button to do it. There's like everything, £10 for a bottle of beer, £40 for a continental breakfast, a bit of bread and some jam. Just, yeah. And we've learnt not to ask for salt or pepper. Learnt not to ask salt or pepper. If you can't see it, don't ask for it. Yeah. We've uh, learnt about the mating calls of owls. Mm -hmm. I've also learnt that electronic toilet bum washers are up there with running water, the wheel the Industrial Revolution and the internet and Sean Dyche as the world's greatest inventions. Right. I'm going to go and use it now. Well, the holiday's over. It's come to an end. Ah. It, it's been... It's been... Well, it's been... Oh, yeah, it's coming to an end, isn't it? Uh, well, thank you for coming, Jordan. Thanks for having me, pal. It's a pleasure. Let's do this again never. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.